So I want to show you three amazing examples in the New Testament of people that got their focus on the Lord and got some great results. One is Zacchaeus, the other is Bartimaeus, and the other is a woman, a Syrophoenician woman. And uh, what I want to get over to you is uh, there are some striking similarities. They all had need. They all had to push through some real opposition, but they all got results. How many of you are results-oriented? So uh, we should actually, bottom line, want to see answers to prayer, want to see results in, in uh, the situations of our life. You're going to get results from being here tonight because where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in our midst. So no question about it, when Jesus shows up, things change. He showed up and the multitudes were hungry and he fed them. He showed up and healed all manner of sickness and disease. He showed up chiefly to seek and save that which is lost. And so I want to start out with Zacchaeus. And that is in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10. We're going to study a little bit out of this. It's going to have a good fast pace. I think I could carve out a session for each one of these stories, but I think I want to just show you the similarities in God's way with them and the patterns that they all have that, that are very similar. I want you just to, if you're taking notes, number one, they each had tremendous need. They each had tremendous need. And number two, they, they had heard about Jesus, and faith comes by hearing. They heard about Jesus. Jesus' fame was spreading abroad. They heard about it. It heightened their awareness that there could be help from this person, Jesus. Number three, they pressed into God. They, they were not passive. They really pressed in to God, each one of them, Zacchaeus, Bartimaeus, and the Syrophoenician woman, although each one was different. One climbed a tree. One was actually blind and therefore had to just sit in a seated posture, but yet he cried out. And then the Syrophoenician woman was so desperate, she pressed through perceived resistance, but yet God rewarded her for her tenacity. They pressed into God. Number four, they faced opposition. They each faced opposition. And number five, they each obtained breakthrough. Father, I pray that this will be pertinent for each person and including the folks watching, that it's no coincidence that we're all together. So I pray that this would be anointed the way you want it to be, Father, in Jesus' name. So chapter 19 of Luke, verse 1, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Jericho is one of the oldest cities on earth. You remember the story made famous by Joshua and Caleb when the walls came down. And uh, Jesus is passing through there. It's near Jerusalem. And in verse 2 it says, And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Now, the people really didn't like the tax collectors. George Harrison wrote a song called Tax Man. And uh, I think Stevie Ray Vaughan wrote one too. And uh, this guy was unliked. He was prominent and powerful, but yet in verse 3, Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. His interest was piqued. Now, the Bible says it's hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God, and this guy's a rich guy. 
So this is one of the great miracles of the Bible. You see, this man is getting his heart touched by the possibilities of a life change. And he's hearing about Jesus. And we read here that he was, in addition to being a tax collector and being very rich, he was vertically challenged. It says he was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. But he didn't let that hinder him. He pressed past the crowd and he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. You know, I, I was struck by this when I was with Reinhard Bonnke in Africa, and he would rent out fields to have these gatherings of hundreds of thousands of people. But the Zacchaeus types would actually climb up into the trees on the edge so they could get a better uh, the line of sight. And uh, they would, they'd be up there in the trees uh, so they could, they could see what was going on in the meeting and, and participate in the praise and worship and the word. And this is exactly what Zacchaeus is doing. He's not letting his limitations stop him. The fact that he's not well-liked in the, in the community is not stopping him. He's desperate. There's a desperation in his heart, as we're going to see in a minute. He has a tremendous need. He's seeing... His solution is right before him, and uh, he wanted to see Jesus. He ran ahead of the crowd, climbed up into the tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. And I love what happens here. This is, this is amazing. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus. <laughs> so he knew his name, so he had, he had a word of knowledge here. Uh, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. This would have been exciting for anybody. Zacchaeus is hanging on this tree so he could see Jesus, and Jesus is triggered. Jesus is prompted by something. It's, he's, he's, Jesus only did what he saw his father doing. So I'm convinced it was a prompting of the Holy Spirit, and it was something actually that Zacchaeus' hunger Zacchaeus's desire was actually drawing from that power and that anointing on Jesus to the point where Jesus said, today I must go to your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. Who wouldn't? Now look at verse seven. We don't see anything between verse six and seven of conversation or the meal or how it went at the house, but we see the impact and the result. We see, first of all, here's a guy that is an up-and-outer. He's, he's, he's a tax gatherer. He's not really somebody that people like to see come into. Here comes the tax collector. Matthew was a tax collector. Peter was a fisherman. He was a taxpayer. So then Jesus says, hey, come on, you guys, Matthew, Peter, I'd like you to meet each other. Go out and serve the kingdom. And uh, this is, in fact, how God does this. He brings us all together from all different walks of life, including Zacchaeus. He could have been in modern terms, he could be a tech magnet, a, a mogul. He, he could be a, the owner of, a, of an airline. He's prominent and powerful, and yet he, he doesn't have a great reputation. We know this because it says when, when they saw it, that they, they're always as they, the townsfolk, when they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, he's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. You know, well, first of all, they were all sinners, uh, so they were right, 
that Zacchaeus was a sinner, but they were pointing the finger, but they had three pointing back at them. So there's a bunch of self-righteousness there. And in fact, oh, by the way, Jesus came to save sinners, right? And then Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Jesus had impacted Zacchaeus to such a level that he wanted to make change and restitution for his prior bad behavior. He was granted repentance. He got and had an encounter with Jesus. He heard about Jesus. He ran in and he pressed through the crowd. He ran ahead of everybody, climbed the tree because he knew that he was not going to even tippy-toe be able to see Jesus because the throngs, if you read about it, they were, they were thronging him. They, sometimes Jesus would have to get in a boat and get offshore because the whole shoreline was covered and he'd get out in the water. And I guess I imagine people would walk out, you know, and wade out in, up to their, their waist to, to try to hear him. And he'd have to go out as far as he could so that people couldn't crowd him. So, yeah, this guy got so hungry for God, he would not take no for an answer. He would not let his limitation stop him. He would not get in self-pity and just sit and brood. And he also didn't just sit on his big pile of cash. He, he also saw that he needed something, something different, something else. And this something was someone, and it was Jesus. And he said, man, I want to get things right. And Jesus said to him, verse 9, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. It just shows there's hope for anybody. There's hope for us all. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. And uh, the word save here is a Greek word sozo, and it means to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, and to make whole. And we see this in Zacchaeus. I actually have an affection for this guy I feel like I know him. I'm not just reading folklore from antiquity. I'm reading a snapshot of literal history of a man named Zacchaeus who lived near Jer uh, Jericho, who was a notorious tax ripoff. And we know this because he said, if I defrauded anybody, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to pay him four times the amount. And so Jesus had such an impact on this guy's life that righteousness came to him. He got changed. He got his heart changed. This is amazing. And Jesus visits. Jesus does house visits. He said, today I've got to go to your house. I want to tell you, when you get pack up and go home, or you guys that are watching from home, Jesus will visit your house. By this model of, of Zacchaeus' intent, of his hunger, he got a result from it. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now I want to go to another verse. This is one of my favorites too. Let's go to Mark chapter 10. And I want to go right over to Bartimaeus, better known as blind Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, bar Timaeus. It means son of, of Timaeus. And Timaeus actually means unclean. So this guy is, has a little bit of a disadvantage, but so did Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus had a, upwardly mobile disadvantage, but yet God delivered him from it. And this guy had physical blindness. He had a physical handicap. And in chapter 10, verse 46, let's read, they 
then they came to Jericho. See, stuff's happening around Jericho. And uh, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So he kept saying this. He, he began to cry out and say it. So he, he was saying it a number of times. And then here again are these people. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet. Uh, sometimes people try to hinder healing. They're trying to shut him up, and, uh, which is fascinating. That they, they might have been the same people. Hey, Zacchaeus, you're going to Zacchaeus' house. He's a sinner. It could have been they. could have been the same people. They probably are. And uh, they get a shout-out of the Bible, but not a good one. But, but Bartimaeus' shout-out, Jesus, son of David, is actually really telling. Because for him to say Jesus and then say son of David, he's acknowledging that Jesus is Messiah. He's acknowledging that he's the fulfillment and the embodiment of what everybody's been hoping for. So it's actually a really a powerful thing that he says Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage. Stand up. He's calling for you. So I guess they had a change of heart. And um, I want to I say to you right now, Take courage. Stand up. He's calling you. I want to say take courage right now. The Jesus that just went to Barnabas or to uh, Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus had such a change, that's the Jesus that we're worshiping. We're shouting, shout to the Lord. That's the Lord. Zacchaeus shouted to the Lord. You know, I talked to Pastor Brian Houston about that, and he, he had asked Darlene Check to write a song. They needed one more song for the album. So she was struggling, and she, she didn't have a bunch of inspiration, but apparently she did, because she wrote Shout to the Lord, which is one of the most famous worship songs in the last hundred years. And uh, I just think it's, it's, it's telling that he kept shouting to the Lord, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And you could hear it through the crowd. You know, you could be in crowds where you, you can't distinguish voices, but Jesus could distinguish this voice because it was not only the voice of need, it was a voice of honor. It was the voice of faith. And so Jesus said, bring him here. It caught Jesus' attention on a level that wasn't obnoxious. It was faith. It was faith. So Jesus called him to him. Take courage, stand up. He's calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. Now, I've heard it said and I, that the cloak he was wearing, because he was a beggar, he had an identification as a blind person. And I've been told, and you know, you could verify this, but that when he threw that cloak off, it was like, I'm throwing away my identity as the blind guy. I'm going to obtain something from this person that's walking into my village here. And uh, 
Answering him, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want to regain my sight. Rabboni is a term of respect for a teacher or a rabbi. Teacher, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Now, there's a similarity there with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus became a Jesus follower, didn't he? As he came out and he said, man, if I need to make restitution, I will. If I adjustments, I shall. I want to get this thing right. You know, the society that whined about him, all of a sudden he becomes a new creature in Christ. And as does Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus isn't like running the other direction. Like I can see now, I'm so excited, and he takes off. He's like, I can see now, and because of you, I want to spend the rest of my eyes of life with my eyes glued on you. He got his focus, and then he chose to use that regained sight to set his eyes on Jesus. And I want to say to you right now, take courage. Stand up. He's calling for you. Jesus is passing through Jericho again. Jesus is walking through the village right now. Jesus, whoever lives to make intercession, who is a very present help in trouble, who never leave us nor forsake us, who cares about you and loves you with an everlasting love, who would take care of Zacchaeus when society didn't even like him. For that matter, society probably didn't even like Bartimaeus because he's out there begging alms and they probably roll their eyes at him, throw him a penny, you know. But they weren't discards to Jesus. The up and outer wasn't a throwaway, neither was this down and outer. And they've become etched in his biblical history and we're talking about them here today, and we're seeing they came with tremendous need. Zacchaeus was broken inside, and yet when he had Jesus come into his house, his life turned completely around. Take courage, stand up. The master's calling you. Call out to him, press into him. He's asking generally for general mercy. Have mercy on me generally, And then Jesus goes to him like he does to us, and he says, okay, specify, what exactly do you need? And um, he goes, I'd love to receive my sight. He wanted the general blessing of mercy, but he got the specific blessing of healing. Jesus is still the healer. Jesus is still the answerer of these kinds of cries. And there are people that are so broken right now that as I'm preaching this to you, And you have certain need right now. In fact, I feel the love of Jesus so strongly toward you with regard to your case. Plead your case before God. God, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm believing for. This mother here, her daughter away at college, stepped out into traffic and got hit by a car and had the battle of their lives. And she came out of it. Well, there's a blessing this Her son is is doing well in his life and had a conversation with my daughter about how he supports and helps his pastor in uh, where he serves in Chicago. And Olivia got delivered. Well, the other daughter, the whole family's coming into this. But but I would say to this mom, keep specifying. You're onto something. You're having one miracle after the other. 
And I'm watching it, and it's a tremendous tribute to how God cares about the details of a person's life. And take courage. Stand up. The master's calling you. Jesus is passing through. And this is so interesting to me. It's while he's coming or going from Jericho. This occurred to me one time when I was studying that a lot of times Jesus would have great miracles when he would specifically go into a specific place for a specific reason. But these were in between times where he's on his way from point A to point B and somebody that's so desperate and so adamant and is, has, has had their faith surging for God, they reach out and they get a hold. So in fact, let's go to the Syrophoenician woman. This is where we'll finish Mark chapter 7 and we'll read verse, we'll start with verse 24. And then there's also an account in Matthew chapter 15. We, we might look at that other account as well. She's called the Canaanite woman in Matthew 15, but here the Syrophoenician woman means she was from Syria. And it says that uh, Jesus got up and went away from there to a region of Tyre. And when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know it of it, yet he could not escape notice. Now look at this. Jesus needed a break is the way I look at this. And he didn't want anybody to notice him, or he didn't want anybody to know it, yet he could not escape notice. Jesus is so standout amazing. He just is unparalleled. And this lady finds out that the Lord is there. And she's a Gentile woman. Now listen to this. But after hearing of him, see here, this is the striking point with all of these people. They heard about Jesus. Zacchaeus heard about Jesus, so he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree so he could see him. Bartimaeus, of course, didn't see Jesus because he was blind, but he heard about Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. He heard about him. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, he kept yelling. Shut up, you're bothering him. He's got bigger fish to fry. And then Jesus goes, come, tell him to come. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Hey, take courage. Stand up. He's calling you. It's like, who are these people? And uh, so yet, after hearing of him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet. So this isn't just a mental problem. This isn't just a disorder. This is a demonic oppression that's on this young girl. She's victimized by this evil force. And apparently she had heard that Jesus was casting out demons. Verse 26, now the woman was a Gentile of the Syrophoenician race, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he was saying to her, let the children be satisfied first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. In Matthew, it says he was called to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he was basically saying, this is my primary responsibility. And, and he, he wasn't disparaging her. He wasn't being racist or any such thing. He was just clarifying that the context of his duty at that point was for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The Gentiles eventually would get saved. Paul the apostle would be primarily the one responsible to engage with them and reach, Peter was to reach more of the Jews, but Paul had a specialty with the call to reach the Gentiles. But at this point, Jesus was expressing to her, hey, you know, it, it, this is an inopportune time, and this isn't, this isn't, he was being 
really clear about his mission. A lot of times this, people could take this like he was being mean to her or rejecting her, but no, he was just clarifying exactly the way things were. And yet she, she said to him, uh, after he said, you know, the, the bread is not to be thrown to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. Now we have a dog named Mr. Big Stuff and we have a little boy named Trent. And Trent and Mr. Big Stuff have a system. And he gets up in his high chair, Trent gets on his high chair, and he calls Mr. Big Stuff, Bup. He calls him Bup. And uh, he gets fed by his dad, and, uh, or his mom, and just takes part of what he gets and distributes it to the dog. The dog and him, they've got an, an amazing relationship. The dog loves him. And he's, you know, he's giving his crumbs to the dog. And you just can't stop it. It's just too cute. But this story is not cute. It's so deep because the woman is pleading her case. The woman is so desperate and loves her child so much and knows Jesus has the answer. Nothing else has helped her. She's never run into anybody like him. And she is so desirous. This is a real, genuine mom. This is one of these moms that wants to see to it that her kid gets everything that's at her disposal. So this little daughter, he says to her, because, verse 29, he said to her, because of this answer, go, the demon has gone out of your daughter. Now, what was the answer? The answer was, yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs under the table. She apparently understood that he would bless our bread and our water and take sickness from our midst. And it's been said that healing is the children's bread based on this story. So I want you to know that not only does he pardon our iniquities like he did with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus didn't need healing. He needed salvation. Doesn't say that he was sick. He had social disease, he was unliked, he was ripping people off, so he had to repent of the disease of sin, but he didn't have physical sickness. Now, Bartimaeus did, and this girl, though she was demon-possessed with the unclean spirit, I guess it falls under the category of sickness because he said, the demon has gone out of your daughter. So healing, deliverance, and salvation all happened by these guys doing a similar thing. They all had intense need. They all heard about Jesus. They all pressed through opposition. Some of the strikes against this person, she was a woman in a male-dominated society at that time. Number two, Jesus didn't want to be noticed. Number three, she had a demon-possessed daughter. Number four, she was a Gentile. But yet, hearing of him, she fell at his feet. She kept asking him to cast the demon out of the daughter when he said, hey, I'm really called primarily to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This isn't the right context. This is an inopportune time. She said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. And this is what I want to get over to you. We've got to get to a point as believers, take courage, stand up. The master's calling you. We've got to take courage like blind Bartimaeus did. We've got to have a kind of an attitude where we're willing to throw off the, 
the prior identification that marked us for our prior problem and say, I am gonna, I am, I'm going to lay aside this cloak of oppression, this identifier of my problem, and I'm going to take on the solution. He said, take courage. That's something you got to grab. And in today's world right now, we need to see a breed of courageous people that think similarly to Zacchaeus, where we're willing to run past the crowd, climb the sycamore tree, and say, God, I am going to take hold of what you have for me. In Jesus' name, I am not going to get apathetic. I'm not going to be blasé. I refuse to let the world around me wear me down where I just could hardly even fight the fight of faith. How many of you have some game left in you? And I know some of you have fought the fight of faith. I even know some of your personal stories. And some I don't, but I will just tell you generally, I know the devil comes blow by blow. He has been a devil for a long time. He's a hater. It's just an ongoing battle from birth to death. We have to fight the good fight of faith. Right? So we look at Zacchaeus and we go, wow, Jesus went to his house and changed his world. We look at blind Bartimaeus, hey, what do you need? People were telling you to shut up and you cried out and you got a hold of it and you generally wanted mercy, but then you specified for your sight. He got it and he used it to follow Jesus. And then this woman, daughter, hey, listen, because of this answer, the demon has gone out of your daughter. Demons flee in an atmosphere of faith. Sickness lifts in an atmosphere of tenacious, I refuse to back off, I'm standing my ground. Blind Bartimaeus is blind from his youth. I can't even imagine what it would have been like to become sighted. You see some films where they try to depict that, and they have some sort of miracle cure, and somebody who was completely blind could see, and then it reverses, and they do all kinds of drama and romance and stuff, and it's crazy. But, but with this, one guy got healed of blindness, and he said, I see men like trees walking. That's one of my favorite verses. You know, I get, you know, he, he said, I see men like trees walking. I just love that. Everybody say Zacchaeus, Bartimaeus, and the Syrophoenician woman. Well, here's the, here's the outcome. They each obtained the breakthrough. They each obtained the breakthrough. Stand, he said, take courage. Stand, the master's calling you. So we're gonna finish with this. We take the modeling of the guy that didn't let his limitations hold him back. He pressed past the crowd and he climbed the tree. And again, I mean, I, I have a fresh vision of those guys on the trees in Africa. I mean, there, there were such great miraculous meetings where they said, you better climb down because the presence and power of God was coming, they would fall out of the trees and they didn't want them to get hurt. I love that. And uh, there were people, Peter Vandenberg told me of Bonky's meetings, people would travel for days on foot to get there to experience God. He said they really appreciate their Christianity here. And it made me, oh, because in the West here, we're so, we have such a, we're so blessed. But right now, how many of you appreciate your Christianity? God is, God is saying, take courage, stand up. The master's calling you. Let's all stand up on our feet, in fact, right now. 
What are you needing from God tonight? You need to be saved like Zacchaeus? Salvation can come to your house. You need a healing like Bartimaeus? Healing is assured from the blood of Jesus and the power of what happened on the cross. You need to be delivered from demonic oppression or you need somebody, you know somebody that does? Let's stand in proxy. Do you know people that aren't saved and you're doing good? How many of you are doing good? All right, then you, I, I, I right now deploy you as intercessors. You stand in the gap for somebody else. Don't let up. You see all your kids get on track? Pray for the guy as well. You keep covering things in prayer. You don't, you don't just settle. We're on a roll right now. Right now, this is what pre-revival looks like. This is what pre-harvest looks like. This is what the end times look like. Here's, here's where we are. And we go and we reach into the old stories of the New Testament and we see God taking hold of people and turning their lives around. That God is our God. And so we're believing God for a harvest of souls and we're believing God for revival amongst believers. If you know people that aren't saved, let's believe God that God will send laborers to cross their path right now, shall we? Father, I pray you move heaven and earth to get and deploy loving, sincere, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-soaked believers that are not obnoxious and aren't spooky and that will be effective and share Jesus effectively in a non-threatening way. God, I pray, how many of you know people that are dealing with sickness and disease? We rebuke that sickness and disease and command it to get off of people right now in Jesus' name because by Jesus' stripes we are healed. And healing is the children's bread and even the dogs get the crumbs under the table and by Jesus' stripes they're healed. And God, any and everybody that's dealing with sickness and disease, including during this virus and so forth, we take authority over it flu symptoms, lung problems. We come against the devil. And if you know people that have been demonically oppressed, Father, we resist the devil and he flees from us and we draw near to God and he draws near to us. Father, I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. Take courage, stand up. The master's calling you. Reach out and receive a fresh stirring of anointing in your life. Did you lay hand, your hands on the sick, they recover. Say, well, we can't touch anybody yet. Well, use your elbow or stretch your hands toward them or something, but use your faith. You say, well, people don't want to talk to me. I've got a mask on. Well, you, you, listen, they'll listen to you. Pray the prayer of faith. Walk in love. Tell people about Jesus. Be brave. Be bold. There's never been a better time to be a soul winner than right now. There's been a, never been a better time to be a prayer warrior than right now. There's been, never been a better time to be a worshiper than right now. There's never been a better time to see the modeling of Zacchaeus and Bartimaeus and the Syrophoenician woman and take hold of that and press through the crowd, press through the ridiculous, press through the, the hindrances. Right now, Father, we stand. Let's, let's believe God as we get ready to let's launch into a new dimension. We come against that spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. We take our place in faith and we rebuke every evil force that would try to hinder us. We come against the devil trying to steal. No weapon formed against us will prosper. 
every tongue that rises in judgment against us, we condemn. God, we have, we cast our cares on you and our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We give you thanks, Lord. Breakthrough in the United States. Breakthrough in Europe. Breakthrough in Asia. Breakthrough in Africa. Breakthrough in the Latin world. Breakthrough in the islands. All around the nations, oh God. Oh, we trust you, God. The God that healed Bartimaeus and opened up his blind eyes and he followed you. The God that got Zacchaeus off of his piety and his loftiness and got him in a humble place where he could be more useful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for helping the Syrophoenician woman's little kid. I find the devil, I pray a protection around about our children. I pray the youth population are covered by the blood of Jesus. Their education's solid. Their disposition is solid. I come against depression and fear over the children. Jesus, it's as though you're, you climbed a sycamore tree. It's as though you cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It's as though you pressed past the inopportune moment and said, I've got to have what Jesus has for me no matter what. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.